You're listening to Living Brave, a podcast where nothing's off the table. It's about leaning into discomfort and pioneering a new way of being. I'm Shoshana Raven. I created Living Brave to break down the shame, stigma, and fear holding us back from living the lives we dream of. Here, myself, my guests and friends share unfiltered stories and diverse insights to help us get out of our own way, build thriving relationships, and step more fully into our authentic selves. I believe that when we realize we have nothing to hide and truly hear each other out, we clear up a huge amount of mental space. And of course, no one can do the work for us, but we can be inspired to reclaim our lives when we step into this radical truth-telling. So let's get started. Welcome to episode 50. Ah, oh my gosh, of the Living Brave podcast. I'm so excited about this episode because you really dive into what the core of this platform is all about, about self-worth, about deep self-love, about exploring our self-expression, shame slaying, alchemizing shame into power. So today we speak with my friend Beck. She is an empowerment coach. She is a beautiful friend, a fellow HSV babe. So we're going to really break down the walls, open up about shame, self-discovery, vulnerability. We follow her story where she started her career in the fitness industry, battling eating disorders, her HSV diagnosis, her struggle to find support through it, and today to running her own business. We speak also about the business evolution journey and the process of constantly being in refinement and evolution of your offerings. It's a ton of fun. We hope you find strength, inspiration, and enjoy this multidimensional conversation. So before we dive in with Beck, what is going on at Living Brave? First of all, things are moving at hyperspeed as always, but it's so much fun. I don't think I've ever found this level of connection with my clients. My clients are leaping to the moon. We're having so much fun. The community is growing so fast and yet doing that with a deep sense of presence and focus and groundedness. Even in the past month, I have traveled back to New York City. I got to visit my parents in Connecticut, got to go visit my boyfriend's family in Pennsylvania, went all the way to Bali, took a epic first class flight for the first time. Oh my gosh, I was freaking out. I've been sharing a lot of behind the scenes on Instagram. It's Shoshana underscore Raven. That said, I always love, if you're enjoying the podcast, if you're listening, if you screenshot, let me know that you're listening and drop your biggest takeaways and just connect with me. That's my favorite part about running this platform and this podcast. So let me know you're listening. And the best way to support the podcast is just to share it. Like if you found this podcast, there's someone else sharing it and you know, it could help someone else be that person for somebody else. Just share it with a friend, share it on your platform, share it with your community. It's always awesome. When you tag me, we have a free Facebook group called the living brave community, which is also amazing. And if you're interested in mentorship and coaching offerings, business leadership, coaching, empowerment, coaching, confidence, shame slaying, we do all of it. ShoshanaRaven.com is a great place to go. That said, we don't even have all of our offerings on the website. It's so hard to keep up. Um, so I'm always sharing on Instagram and just reaching out. Either me or my team will respond to you, help you decide what's the best fit, see if it is an aligned fit. So we are on the verge of a brand new offering right now. We're delivering on the Empowered Business Accelerator. It's not too late to join us on our eight-week accelerator program to lay the foundations of a business that scales to six, seven figures to the moon and beyond all the next level foundations. And then our mastermind just has a few more spots until we wait list for 2023. So all of our containers are up leveling. It's, it's so cool having joined my own, you know, high level mastermind, putting 
pretty much the amount of a down payment on a multi-million dollar home into my own mentorship, you know, invested a quarter million just in my own mentorship alone. So you can expect change, but change for the better and service to everybody in this community. So here I am, I'm in Bali, I'm in Ubud right now, such a special place for me, especially since it marks not even three years since I had a zero dollar launch of my coaching business. My relationship essentially fell apart in Ubud and now I'm here with someone I love so much, having so much fun and truly living a dream. We just passed 1 million in sales, not even in the first six months of the year, something we celebrated in December of last year. I can't even imagine what's coming for us. So whatever you are celebrating, big or small, I want you to just take a moment to shower yourself in gratitude and admiration. It goes such a long way. It really compounds when we start to focus on what is working. And I know what's working is this community. It's this podcast. So I want to thank you for being here when you could be so many spaces. And I just want to tell you how much I love you. And I hope that you feel like you're sitting on the couch with us today because I truly feel like I'm in the room with you. Enjoy. I am so, so, so thrilled to have Beck today, such a inspiration for me who has become a friend in this amazing online world. I'm just super, super excited for our audience to get to meet you. So Beck, welcome. I am so thrilled that you stayed up late. You're over there in Australia, I believe. Yeah, I'm over here in Perth. I'm so happy to be here with you and share this time with you. So you're such a wonderful and beautiful inspiration and sister to so many in the community. And I'm really excited to share this time with you. Yeah, amazing. Well, one thing, I'm not sure how we connected, but all I know is when you see another brave, unapologetic woman online talking about genital herpes, you're like, okay, I think we need to be best friends. It's like, this is amazing. If there's more and more people who are being brave and unapologetic online about HSV and just in general, like understanding that shame and old programming and stigma is just a bunch of bullshit here to keep us misinformed and disempowered. And that mm-hmm. said, I was saying to my partner yesterday or a couple of days ago when we were talking about HSV, like there are so many just badass, brave, empowered women who are talking about really important things online. And then will say to me, you know, two months into a coaching container or, you know, just kind of mention it in passing like, oh, and thanks for the work you're doing on HSV. I have it too. And like, that's part of my vision. And I'm like, gosh, this is such a last like frontier, you know, sex, sexual health, shame around our sexuality. So I'm just, first of all, so grateful for you for being one of the people who is, who is daring to share and share so much value and your heart and your story, not just around HSV, but who you are as a person and shame and vulnerability. But I would love to hear from you. Yeah. A bit about that process for you, you know, Mm -hmm. and like being brave and speaking out loud. Like, what is it like? Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much. And I completely agree. I mean, just a tiny sidetrack. I was in my local coffee shop and I'm at a communal coffee shop sitting there and a woman looks up at me and she goes, Hey, are you back? And I was like, yeah, I am. She's like, I have herpes too. And then I'm sitting, I have friends sitting next to me and they're like, is there anywhere that we go in Perth now where someone doesn't just walk up to you and say, thank you so much for giving this a voice. And then I see women talking about so many brave, incredible things online and they'll share that piece with me privately. I'm like, you're doing so much incredible, brave stuff that I can't believe you still think that herpes is maybe one of your blocks. So it's such an incredible topic to speak about and be brave about. And I feel like people are being brave about so many different things and this gets to be kind of like the final layer on the cake. But for me, it wasn't definitely wasn't always that way. It was a really long journey of feeling like my worthiness, my anything that made me good. When herpes came into my world, it felt like that had been taken from me. And so my self-discovery journey, my introspection journey, my business journey all became about reclaiming my personal power back and back from the thoughts of what people thought of me, how other people would judge me. And once I could really choose me for all of me and including these flaws, that was when I really started to shine. 
Yeah, seeing it as I know you talk about this. I was laughing at one of your posts. First of all, you crack me up. <laughs> one of your posts, you're like, if I saw some pretty bitch on the internet talking about HSB as <laughs> your greatest gift, I'd be pissed off too. <laughs> you know, maybe I think some people are like, oh, thank God, you know, they're just waiting for it. And I, there's such a big conversation around triggers and like, some people just when they see someone doing something that is so contrary to their belief system or what's possible for them, it can be so activating and inspiring, you know, right off the bat. And for some people it can be really triggering because it's just Mm -hmm. so different from the way they're processing it. And it's like, I've convinced myself this is not possible and don't yet have that within them to really look at the fact that there's another way, you know, to navigate something like that. I mean, I'm sure you get it all the time, the women who don't follow you, but they will message you and say, you know, I'm like a background lurker and I'm following everything that you do, watching everything that you do, reading everything that you do, and there's just so much fear there, but they know that something exists because they keep going to look every day. So I feel like that's such an insight into who they're really desiring to bring through within themselves if they're really ready to look at it. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. Well, I'd love to hear more about this journey of HSV. And I want to talk about more than HSV. I don't know about you, Beck, but for me, like when my platform started to shift and change, it's like when you realize HSV in this conversation around HSV, it's so important. Like I actually desire to bring it back into my platform a bit more because it is one of these things that we have such an opportunity to make impact because so little people are talking about it and it's Mm -hmm. so common. It has you know, the opportunity to really change lives and to actually save lives. That's how intense it is. But I realize it's just so much bigger than that. I realized that it was the shame conversation, the personal power conversation, the self-leadership conversation, what starts mm-hmm. to happen on the other side of shame. When you own your voice, when you own your radiance, when you feel like your story is, is a map for others, you can build a movement around your work. You can build a legacy. We can start bridging the empowerment gap for women with wealth, with women with their expression, their sexuality. It's like, whoa, it's so much bigger. So I want to know so much more about you and your story, but you know, there's the gateway, the gateway to an awakening for some people, it's like rock bottom moments. And for some people, they can just have their wake up or they're naturally inclined to be on the path of personal growth and development. But we have, it seems like the same moment of like our pathway to growth and to personal development and to, you know, you could say an awakening that moment for you, was it your diagnosis where you reached a rock bottom and that, you know, spurred you on a path of personal growth and development and starting your business or speaking online? I'd love to hear like that moment in time where things shifted for you. I had really cared about female empowerment and being a motivated, empowered, inspired woman for a long time. I'd been in the fitness industry and I was knew what I loved, but I didn't know how to transform that into something that seemed purposeful and meaningful and not from an egoic or kind of band-aiding a wound kind of place. And I had no idea what wounds are, what trauma were, what pains from my past I was carrying with me, what I was trying to avoid. But if you looked at my life, you could see it was very obvious that something was going on. And um, I'd gone through, you know, a 10-year disordered eating journey, bulimia, binge eating, obsessive fitness, sports modeling. And every time I kind of fell off the wagon and went into those low spirals, it would be all the wounds, all the ineffective thoughts rising to the surface, worse and more painful and louder than ever before. And I had very, like, the universe sent me so many beautiful awakenings for me to listen to, and I just wasn't choosing to listen to them. So herpes was the one where it was like, you now can't avoid this. It's screaming in your face. It's like a siren in the back of your mind every single day. And that was my kind of awakening moment. I remember just like crying on the beach, praying to God, being like, now what do I do? Who can help me? I've searched the internet. I can't find anyone. Like I would have searched for a woman like you to make a stand for me. Like just wanted a beautiful woman who looked like me to represent me and say that I was going to be okay and I couldn't find her. And I basically heard God say, I'm showing you that you get to learn to love yourself from within And now you get to go on that journey and choose you for who you are as a person, not what you look like, not what your body looks like, not what you have, because those things are just band-aid. There's no, there's no Rebecca underneath that. You can have those things from a worthy place and enjoy them and play with them, but not once I get them, then I will be worthy. And that was really my like 
big come to Jesus moment of like, whoa, this is a catalyst to awakening. And now, and not saying from that moment, it was just like, yes, pedal to the metal, let's do it. It was a painful four years, but that was my kind of, I know what work needs to be done now. Wow. That's so inspiring. I feel like for me, there was a little seed that was planted. Like I knew maybe that this was going to be a catalyst, but it was, oh, I was so in a victim story. You know, my life is over. And Mm -hmm. it's so interesting that you say you are really into fitness and personal power and female empowerment. I too was like, I had quit my job and I was traveling and I was really into yoga and spirituality and I was sharing my truth online. And so much of what we learn in a yoga practice or in, I think the mass female empowerment movement is just like good vibes only about an inflated sense of confidence, really. Right. There are just the shadow elements, the the elements of trauma, of shame, of like deep sense of, of unworthiness that is, you know, inherited from society, from our parents, from ancestral lineage. For me, that instance where one diagnosis that affects, you know, one in four, one in five, we can talk stats after the population could totally like pop this bubble of conditional Mm -hmm. confidence and make me feel like my life was over. Like I remember looking at old photos of myself, actually seeing a different person. It was, and that part of the story is something that so many people can relate to. I felt like my identity crumbled, which is an ego death, right? Which can be actually really, really humbling and really empowering. Even if I've built this ego and this persona that I love and that I'm proud of, it's not me, you know, Mm -hmm. and me underneath all of this, who's that? And what kind of relationship do I have with her? And how many ego deaths do we go through in our life that are just like momentary and instantaneous, like walking into the doctor's office, one woman and walking out and realizing that woman that walked in, didn't get to walk out with me. And I didn't realize afterwards, I was like, well, I have to grieve that version of me who no longer exists. Like the version of me that was you know, innocent and lived a life like very innocently and naively almost. And just like, almost like a little girl that needed love and care and to be taught things. I had no idea what STIs were. And so to walk out and be like, I've now got to figure out ways to wrap my head around this. Like you said, the ego death, mourn a version of me who is gone forever. And not only do that, do that from an adult womanly place with no one who I can turn to for support, no one who's talking about it, no one to create resonance with me, no one who can nurture me and make me feel okay for my pain. And it can be a really um, lonely and isolating venture because a lot of things that we go through, we can be like, okay, who else does have whatever pain that I'm going through, business pain, who's a business mentor? It's like, who do I turn to now? Who can guide me? Who can mentor me? I feel so lost. And who can I trust with like something that's so tender for my heart to ever know, ever have anyone know this about me? It's, you know, it's a a big trust journey. Mm, Absolutely. And it's so natural to want to look for people who we can relate to, who are going through something similar and something that I was listening to in one of your stories even this idea of like the stats, right. And this idea of like, well, all these other people go through it. That doesn't really get to the root of shame. If you still think that it's something that makes you less, it really doesn't matter how many people have it. If your parents have it, if your best friend has it, and somehow Mm -hmm. we think that's going to make it feel better. And for me, it's actually part of the stigma. I started to really think like in the beginning that made me feel better. And then I thought like, this literally has nothing to do with who I am as a person, nothing to do with a poor decision and everything to do with a really mundane fact about my sexual health. Why would I almost justify, but it's not that bad because other people have it. It's like, it doesn't matter if one in a thousand people have it. This is Mm -hmm. still not something to be ashamed of. I think for me, it was realizing It wasn't the actual diagnosis. And for anyone, whether it's HSV or anything else that you are carrying that makes you feel like you're less than, it just shined a light on an old wound, on a feeling that I'm not enough. You know, Mm -hmm. and so when these things happen, you know, we go through a breakup. I went through a breakup portal last year and it resurfaced so much around 
yeah, worthiness and power and what will people think? All of these things, right? These situations where sometimes we we don't even realize the shame that's living underneath the surface. And it just makes us doubt and shows us any place of conditional confidence. So for me, it's like, for most people who think it's a diagnosis, it's like, this is a skin condition, right? This is just showing you the parts of yourself that already were afraid that you were going to be alone. Now you're afraid that you're going to be alone because of HSV. Tell me, were you afraid of being alone before? And now all this has done is amplified a shadow. You literally just said the word that I was going to say. I call it an amplifier. I mean, if I look at my journey, I had been bullied in high school by women really terribly to the point that I'd attempted to take my own life. And I had no idea. I didn't realize what developmental trauma was. I had no idea I was running from all the thoughts that 14-year-old Rebecca created, like women are unsafe, women are going to bully me, women will want to hurt me, women will put me down, I'm isolated, I'm alone. Well, those thoughts and feelings were no different to exactly what came up in my space with that diagnosis. Oh, my God, I'm alone. People are going to laugh at me. People are going to judge me, ridicule, humiliate, embarrass me, put me down. I'm isolated. I'm alone. I'm uh, different to everyone else. It's the exact same thing. And am I saying that if I'd have dealt with the development of trauma from being bullied, that it wouldn't have occurred? Maybe. I believe that we manifest what we avoid. Because if you continue to run from the emotional pain of something so traumatic, we'll unconsciously continue to create it until we face off with it. I love to look at these situations, like even HSV is for me with the spiritual language and a really boiled down like law of attraction was like, I manifested this in a way that there was something wrong with me, right? That was my way of finding meaning in it. At the time, it was like, I don't know how to be in relationship with men without feeling like my only value is like my sexuality and my looks and my appearance. And this is just teaching me, you know, that Mm -hmm. I have to be more intentional and all of that. And there's nothing quite wrong with that. I feel like it's still making yourself wrong. So Mm -hmm. for me, I like to look at HSV as like, this is a normal thing that happens. It's almost random because it is so common. You can you know, have HSV, whether you're using a condom or not, whether it's with your long-term partner or not. Like there are so many situations where it can occur. I think there's almost a disease of in the spiritual community, like making yourself wrong. Like I must've manifested this horrible thing and, you know, thank goodness. And for me, I like to look at it in a more empowering way of like, this was delivered to me at a time in my life where I was finally brave, resilient, and strong enough to navigate it. This situation was delivered to me, not because I did anything wrong, but because part of my path is to actually move through something like this so that I can find out who I am on the other side and be a permission for others and live to tell the tale and tell the story the way I want and live the story the way I want to tell it, you know, to my community and to support other people on the path. Mm-hmm. So something happens to you, being able to see it as something that you're doing something right. You know, this is delivered to you so that you can move through it. Yeah, taking out the punishment and the consequence, which I think is probably something that gets reflected back to you from women who share with you, perhaps, which is something that gets like, I'm being punished for a bad behavior of mine. And that can come from so many different places, the way we were raised, the churches we were raising, the uh, private schools that we went to, what our parents taught us about sex, like I did a bad thing. And now this is my consequence for bad behavior. So I think really removing that is really empowering. Absolutely. And one thing HSV has really taught me, which has been reflected in every area of my life is this wildly surprising thing that your energy towards anything in your life, the way that you approach it, the way you speak about it is going to be mirrored back to you. Mm -hmm. I have never come across, and I'm sure there are people who talk about me talking about HSV online and, you know, people from high school, like, all right, what the... This woman doing, especially the coaching industry and personal growth and development, but like the voices in our head, you know, are just projected onto what we think people will think about us. Most people are just really excited when you share your truth. Most people celebrate your bravery. Most Mm. people are in awe of your journey. There are, I would say, probably 98% of them are maybe too nervous to even tell you how much you're impacting them, but courage, vulnerability, bravery. This is actually our gateway to connection. This is our gateway to like really the truest connection and the truest shot of like true love with other people. Right. But 
in the beginning where we look at our story and we see ourselves as a victim, when you approach HSV as a victim, when you approach anything in your life as poor me, oh my gosh, it's this horrible thing. Let me tell it to you and have all this charge around it. People just pick up on the energy and just mirror that and reflect it back to you, right? We said we kind of attract what we are and how we feel. I would love to hear about, yeah, that journey, you know, coaching hundreds of women through this or yourself through it, the energy you have around it. Like when you start to really own parts of yourself, like an HSV diagnosis, how is that journey around disclosing um, that journey around speaking your truth online? I feel like I've done a lot of work around forgiveness to create such a beautiful neutral event of what occurred. So there's no more energetic charge towards myself, who I was previously, the men involved. Um, now that there's no more there's no more energetic charge towards it. There's no more resentment. There's no more betrayal. There's no more projection. There's no more anger. That doesn't exist for me. I can look at it for what it is and the actual event that occurred and what it brought to me and everything that I got to and who I got to become in that process because I love being vulnerable and it's still one of my most challenging edges, especially in relationship with my partner. And I think to myself, wow, So many years ago, telling someone, hey, I test positive for the herpes virus, it's important, Shosh, that you know that about me. That would have been the most vulnerable thing and the most terrifying thing that I could think of. Now it's like, hey, we passed me the table salt. It doesn't mean anything to me anymore. And, you know, it'd be the same as like women when they're practicing, you know, what their new numbers are, when they're raising their prices for their business, that can be a confronting, challenging thing. And then they start to claim it and say it like, hey, pass the table salt and so for me now it's just showing me new edges to lean into and vulnerability and sometimes it's kind of like a weapon in my back pocket like hey if I can overcome herpes stigma and shame I can sit here and speak from my heart and say something really vulnerable to my partner and remind myself that I'm safe because I create emotional safety no one else creates it for me and I've done it I've done it around the what seemed to be at one stage the most terrifying thing on the planet I can do anything. And so it's really become a like a tool in my toolkit of like, you've got this back. You can do it. Any challenge that comes your way, you can do it. Once was terrifying. It's not anymore. That speaks so much to really how I view confidence. Like someone looking at you and saying, how, you know, did you just pop out of the womb? Like this confident and this empowered, mm-hmm. like how did this happen? Mm-hmm. And for me, that was, you just shared that journey of like cultivating confidence, right? In the beginning, like this horrible thing happened. Let me go do the work on myself. Be brave enough to actually look at the parts of myself that are hard to take radical personal responsibility and ownership mm-hmm. of what gets to happen from here and mm-hmm. heal. And from mm-hmm. there, building confidence through bravery, mm-hmm. which is action with fear. Can I have this one conversation? You know, mm-hmm. can I do this thing that's outside of my comfort zone? And the more that we do that, I feel, I always say confidence is compounded bravery. Bravery is walking with fear, right? So over time, you start to do the things that scare you so, so much. And you do it again and again and again, and you go bigger and bigger and bigger and edgier and edgier and edgier. And the things that used to feel brave, which is action with fear, you know, not just thinking about it, but actually going and doing it. Even when every cell in your body is like, oh my God, this is so scary. And you get evidence that actually you're fine. Actually, your worst fears are the source of your greatest power. That the things that you thought you were going to be rejected for, you're accepted for. That it actually feels like so empowering and liberating to have nothing to hide versus holding shame and secrecy, which amplifies in the darkness. And then we act in bravery and that creates confidence. And the things that used to feel brave no longer feel brave. So you find a new edge Mm -hmm. and there's this anchored sense of confidence, not having to be loud. And this idea of confidence, you know, that we, we tend to see, which I think when there's a theme, it's like, we want to just express ourselves and Mm -hmm. be playful. And that I, I truly feel it's our natural state. And that's why that is a vision of confidence that we get. But if anything, it's just that I got me no matter what. Like Mm -hmm. no matter what I'm here, I know who I am, right? Mm -hmm. Like no matter what obstacle comes my way, I know that I will handle it and be solution oriented and not that it won't hurt, Mm -hmm. not that it won't be painful and not that I won't feel fear, but like I'll get through it. And thank goodness for something as harmless as HSV, Mm -hmm. which really has, you know, has affected my life physically, like 0%, that that was that teacher. For me, it was as well, you know, once I I sat there thinking once I finally faced off with it, it took up so much mental and emotional real estate. 
and what was available for me to call in once I feel like if something's in the space taking up space there's not room for what I really want there and for as long as it was so charged by all of this skill and shame around um, what I made it mean about me and what I thought that you might think about me and what I thought my family might think and people in the online might think once that was removed from the space it was like whoa what am I available for now so many amazing things that's where my business got at the time I had an online active way that was just like plummeting like not going well at all and when I finally trusted was like I'm actually going to claim this piece of me because I thought that I could still be myself without anyone knowing this that was my biggest that was I went on a vendetta to heal it naturally so no one would ever have to know and I could just be me and no one would ever have to find out about this part of my journey and when I realized like that was not my journey to be quiet and hide it any longer that's when my business fell apart my new business started, it took off in a month and it was just like the path of least resistance was choosing myself all along. So it was kind of like a yes and thank you for showing me once I remove what's not meant for me, I'm now available for what I truly desire. So good. Yeah, there's so much on the other side of secrecy and shame. That's why for me, it's like there's just so much more to talk about. Like yeah. this is such a small little thing. And yet it's, it is so important, right? But almost like I'm speaking about it because it means nothing to me. Like the same thing with talking about money online, talking about anything. I think some people look at that and they're like, oh my goodness, you know, why is money so important? Right? Like I remember when I used to be triggered by people who teach people how to make money online, talking about money, like what a crazy thing, you know, but like, oh my gosh, we've reached this financial milestones and we're celebrating. And then it's like almost like people might overlook you know, the post where it's like, and here's my heart and here's a story about vulnerability and just see like one post about money. And it's so triggering because mm -hmm. money has been hush hush or HSV has been hush hush. And it's like, don't talk about it. Oh my gosh. Then you give it power. And mm -hmm. it's almost like, no, I'm talking about it because I was, I realized I'm not defined by how much money I make. I realized money is just this neutral amplifier. That's like amazing. Mm -hmm. And I want women to be financially empowered. So if I'm talking about it, it's not that I give it power. If you see me talking about it and it makes you feel this big thing, it's that you're giving it power, right? The mm -hmm. reason I can talk about HSV is because I can look at anybody. I can look at my grandfather in the eye and be like, I have genital herpes and it doesn't mean anything. Mm -hmm. Right. And I feel like people are so afraid and I talk about the thing, right? It's like, I give it power. It's like, you mm -hmm. take your power back when you're able to talk about it without a charge. And it's just so, it's so liberating. It's so magnetic being exactly who you are. That's what I believe. The more, the more that I am me, the more that I really call into my world, everything that I'm really desiring and holding space for. Mm -hmm. So when I'm at resistance with any of it, like I said, the vulnerability piece with my partner, when I'm there, I'm like, you know, Rebecca, that this is just going to create space for more of what you actually desire when you do the scary thing that isn't even that scary. Our head makes it out to be so much scarier than what it is. I think herpes taught me all the stories that my mind likes to create and just like you said, I, I've only been met with love, acceptance, validation, approval, thank yous. You're so brave. Me too. Thank you for being a stand for me. Like I've not experienced any projection or nastiness. And my head had created it. The whole world would just be like, oh, I can't believe she said that and now done forever. That's amazing. Thousands and thousands of people online. I have never, I've received so much more around who do you think you are with sharing things with money and business and leadership. I can and, imagine. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like for me, that was a massive turning point in my journey because people can really relate to the shame story. People mm -hmm. can really relate to the pain story. Everybody. I think this is the most humanizing thing. Even people you pedestal. It's like mm -hmm. everybody is walking around feeling like they have something to hide. Mm -hmm. Like it's just been part of the narrative and it's almost like more comfortable. It's like, who are you when you have nothing to hide? That can almost be scary for people. People sometimes mm -hmm. want to grip onto the victim story, the struggle story, because it's comfortable and it's so empowering and it's so valuable to be a stand for transmuting victimhood into being the hero of your own story. But that pain to purpose story, you know, is people can really relate to that. It's like when I was shining and then I said, but 
remember when I was lying on the thin mattress in Nepal, mourning the loss of my love life, you know, really feeling like a shell of myself, like totally stripped down to my bare humanness, like judging all parts of myself. And people are like, oh, okay. You know, now we like you because, (laughs) and when I started to be like, wait, there's so much on the other side of this. And there's like celebrating and here I am. And that was just like, wait, that's not, we're not okay with that anymore. <laughs> and you feel that you've got more projection now that you're doing the talking about money more. Yeah. I think it's been, it's been an interesting journey. You know, it's almost like as women to shine, we feel sometimes that we need to, it's like, I'm worthy of shining. It's almost like I've earned this everything. It's mm-hmm. like, I've earned this, right? Like being fully self-expressed and being happy. It's this feeling of like, but I, I need to be relatable but I need to tell someone if I'm celebrating anything, right. We want to reach to that pain story. And there's a really beautiful thing about just allowing ourselves to be happy, allowing ourselves to be in our celebration, to really share like you desiring more, you expressing yourself. It doesn't hurt anyone. You don't need to earn that. And there's a lot of sisterhood wounding around that because we might look at someone and say like, well, they haven't had to go through this or who are they, you know, to celebrate this, or especially if we're still in our victimhood, we want to relate on that level. It's such a beautiful thing to allow ourselves to be expressed in any which way. And if someone's expression isn't like feeling good for us, just to be like, Ooh, that's not for me. But -hmm. the difference between a trigger and that's not for me is like the big emotional response that it creates in ourselves. That often is a mirror of where we get to go next. Right. But yeah, it's, it's pretty amazing. I've been really resonating with your content, especially around the storytelling piece and shifting from the shame conversation, like it not being the only conversation. And even for myself, I've been like, just like you say, herpes is such an important conversation. But what I actually love is seeing the woman activate her voice around what's most important to her. So she becomes her most expressed self, whatever the thing is that's holding her back. It could be herpes. It could be something entirely different. But that's the piece that I love, the self-expressed woman. And so I've even been feeling into, especially seeing like, obviously, now that it's in like my world and then seeing your posts, they're really touching my heart from a perspective of, you know, herpes has almost made me a little bit lazy when it can come to content because I know it's so important, but there's so many more aspects of myself that I desire to bring forward and and show and reveal. And yes, herpes is a part of it and it gets to be such a permission piece for so many. And there's so much more. Like this is the smallest piece of your self-worth jigsaw puzzle, like one tiny square, not the whole puzzle. I love that. I'm so excited. I already see that in you, right? And I love learning about and I want to hear about your partnership and calling an aligned partnership and your resounding message of meeting the universe halfway and like really putting both feet in. You know, I can relate to that so much. It's like, this is yes about alignment and yes about energetics and like bravery, you know, action with fear. You want to call on a partner, go out there, start dating. You know, you want to find success in your business, go out there, put yourself out there, keep talking, showing up as if people are already in the room. And, you know, for anyone listening to this, even though it's a guess, there's a bigger conversation, this idea of how much are we going out there and like being brave and being vulnerable, but these small things sometimes mm-hmm. that feel so big, are holding us back. When you bring, you know, a conversation around your own beauty standards or your HSV journey, or maybe a traumatic experience you went through, or maybe an aspect of you that you find most different that doesn't have to do right with like seemingly doesn't have to do with your business or with your personal brand. It gives people another touch point to you. For me, there are still parts of my journey. And we don't have to just go be vulnerable and re-traumatize ourselves. You know, I say the path of vulnerability and owning our story is examining it, exploring it within ourselves, starting to open up to our inner circle, talk about it, you know, more publicly. And then if you desire to share it from a space of, I truly, it doesn't matter people's response. And I just feel like this could be of service, you know, go share it online. But I'm always exploring, how can I bring more of myself to the table? And I, if I have resistance to sharing something? Is it from a space of, I want to keep this private because that feels good and it's intimate or there's shame around it. And Mm -hmm. so it's like, I just want to encourage more people (laughs) to be like talking about you're listening to us and you're a badass woman in business. And there's a part of it, whether it's HSV or something else, like this is literally your gateway to create more access points with your community. Nothing is off limits. Nothing is off topic. And it's so powerful because yes, when you realize this part of your story, like HSV, 
authenticity. It doesn't have to become your brand, you know, or whatever it is. It's just, you talk mm-hmm. about it and it's going to build so much connection and so much confidence within yourself that there's no limit, you know, to what we get to talk about and where we get to go from there. I'm excited. I'm like, I don't know what version of this new creative expression of me is going to be I don't know what's going to come through I don't know what's going to be talked about and maybe if I just like what would life look like if I just gave myself permission in every moment to just share the absolute truth that was on my heart regardless of whether I felt like it was on brand or not like yes I talk about HSV and shame and powerful partnership and breaking free from attachment styles but that's a piece of everything that I love And what about all the things that like people don't know are the things that I really love? And I just go and talk about them too, because my deepest desire is creativity. I love bringing through that like creative essence where, you know, when you feel so emotionally charged and it feels like you've taken kind of the best drug on the planet, but it's natural and it's coming from deep within your entire body. I'm like, that's what I get to create for myself. And then speak and communicate from that place, regardless of if people like it, amazing. If people don't like it and I still got to create and be in that energy, amazing. Yeah. And that's what I I get from you. I think the most magnetic thing in the world is somebody who you look at and they have a business and they have offerings and there's that, but there's an energy of like, I would be talking about this, whether or not anyone was listening, I would be running these programs and going through them myself. You know, I would be showing up and doing this for me first. Like so many of my posts are like, I would be writing this in my journal. And now I have the context of I'm writing this for us and Mm -hmm. what what's in it for you too. But I'm doing this for me. I'm enjoying it. I'm in my creativity. And I think we tend to overcomplicate a personal brand or business, Mm -hmm. you know, and I, yes, it's important to have strategy and know what you're selling and know how people get to be seen in your message and know how to, you know, create offers and launch and all of this is important, but behind that it's like, and what's going to make this sustainable and make this something that's like, I can't believe I get to wake up and do this every day. And actually the path of least resistance for clients, for wealth, for visibility, for you, it's like, oh, this other business was dropping away. And then this thing that was super alive and real and important and true. When I leaned into that, the doors opened and my business took off. Well, how can we keep that alive? And that is this willingness to be in constant evolution. My teacher, Jordan, my yoga teacher this weekend said, you know, what you are is a process. Even when you get into a posture, it's like you're internally rotating, externally rotating. There's no space where you just arrive. Like you are a process. And I feel like the the greatest gift we can give to ourselves, especially in our creativity, is like, how can this be for me first? Like what is alive and true and real and important? And then trusting that like that is what calls in the things in my life that are most aligned, right? That is what calls in, you know, the partnership, what calls in the business. I didn't show up to this earth to be a boxed in version of myself to fit who I was yesterday to make sure that no one feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, like I came here to be the realest expression of myself. I love that perspective so much. And I think sometimes it defies logic. Like if I have business mentors, they're kind of like, this is a niche. And it's like, I know it's a niche and I still get to be myself regardless of what a a typical business strategy would look like. I still get to share about what's important to me, what's true on my heart. And the women will still hear the message. And now the women that really want to see it, that really want to break through, that don't just want this to be the entire thing that consumes their life, but wants to see all parts of the woman expressed. They're the ones that are really going to receive the message, which is probably more of a soulmate aligned client that I desire to call in anyway. Absolutely. What I found is so amazing is that since I was talking about HSV and shame, personal power, and and kind of expanded things, it's almost such a it's holding people in a very low light. If we truly believe that, you know, they can only handle a certain version of ourselves or like, oh, they only want to hear about one topic and they're not going to, you know, come along the journey. Actually, there are people who I'm sure in your world too, have been following your journey for years since you were in the fitness space, since you had Mm -hmm. your, you know, product line, people who have been here for seven years, met me traveling years ago, you know, or people who have been here and followed me because of HSV and they literally like join every offer because there's a different model of mentorship and of personal growth where it's no longer problem solution, right? Mm -hmm. It's no longer like I'm selling a solution. Goodbye. Okay. Done. How do we go from like, I feel good. And I desire to like, feel even better. 
and there's like a limitless amount of growth and evolution. And so it's like, when we choose a mentor, we get to choose for it to be multidimensional. We get to choose to go down different avenues of our growth. It's never done. Like when people come to me, like, I think I've got like the strategy and I've got the mindset and the leadership stuff. I'm really looking for ads or whatever, you know? And I'm like, I'm like consistently like there's endless, like I can be an, a better storyteller. I can be more magnetic. Like my energetic game, like everything, like it's, it's limitless. What do you mean? You're good there. When we keep doubling down on that, it's like this, it's compound, you know, we get to go down a path with the same people in our community, you know, like, Oh, let's talk about confidence. Oh, let's talk about our voice. Let's talk about personal power. Let's talk about relationship. And so, yeah, I'm really excited for that journey. And for anyone listening to the first step is, is bringing all of yourself to the table. And then we get to go anywhere from here, but it's like, if we're still afraid, you know, to even share like our deepest truth online, like start there because everything that we do can feel like, why is it not sticking? It's like, look at the very foundation mm-hmm. of like where you might be making yourself smaller. And then I truly feel like this process of growth of business growth is how do I stop being less of myself? Typically it's like, we want to make it as easy as possible. I feel like we don't actually want it to be as easy as possible. We don't actually want to do as little as possible. We just want to stop being less of ourselves and stop doing things that aren't exciting and don't feel good. Yeah, no, I love that. Well, I had a question for you. How do you navigate the projections that come at you? I feel like, and you can probably relate to this, whenever someone projects onto me and I've completely healed something and completely healed is a funny thing to say, but I've really like done work on understanding how I feel on a topic. It's like if I feel, I feel so completely solidly sure. And that HSB has nothing to do with my character, with my worth that I'm mm-hmm. so proud of where I've come with this diagnosis that, you know, it's like someone could say, you're the scum of the earth. You're disgusting. How could you talk about this online? And that wouldn't make me angry. That wouldn't mm-hmm. make me sad. That wouldn't, do anything other than make me feel a lot of compassion mm-hmm. right, for this person. Because when we're throwing anger or resentment or judgment at somebody, we're basically just giving them a map of our own greatest insecurities and fears and doubt. Hurt people hurt people. And then when hurt people transform, they also get to heal people, which is amazing. But I can just see like, wow, that's a lot of hurt. So for me, when people project onto me and it is triggering or it feels like, <gasps> that just shows me where is unprocessed within myself, you know? Mm. So you first ask like, is this real? And is this true? And with the things that we've done a lot of work on, it's like immediately you can say, no, this isn't real and true. Okay. Now, how can I move forward? So Mm. with this, is this real and true? And like, now what, you know, it's not that I think we stop caring or that we don't get triggered. It's you get to a point where you get to decipher your own authentic voice. And it's like, I still care what people think of me. I still care if people project onto me, but I've decided that I'm not going to change who I am. It's Mm -hmm. like, this isn't real and true for me. I'm not going to change my expression, but like Mm -hmm. I can still love from afar. And I think the world will make you right. And there's so much online that's like, Hey, if you don't like my expression, fuck you. Right. Mm -hmm. And people are like, yeah, you know, let's get behind that rather than you get to be right. Also, you get to leave with love if you're not ready for this. And my truth is not the only truth, but again, I didn't come to this world to be a box in version of myself. And when I try to be something that I'm not, people reject me anyway. So I might as well talk about the things that feel really important to me and know that I might've been triggered by me. Right. I've seen you say this in your content, like I might've been triggered by me. That's a weird thing especially when it comes to me even sharing like what's really edgy and alive for me right now of like, wow, how do I desire to express myself? I used to really pride myself on being someone who lived off $10 a day and never got her nails done. And, you know, had like kind of a boho style. And it's like, I have literal rhinestones on my nails right now. Right. And like, I'm like, oh, I would never spend my money on like designer stuff. Like that is whatever concept I thought about why people did that. And now I'm like, wait, I actually desire that. And then I'm going to share that. And that feels so edgy because there's still unresolved parts of myself that are still processing through that. So I think it's a recognition that people can have many different truths, but if you're feeling something, it's just showing you where you still hold like shame and you're kind of unprocessed around your own 
self-expression, but the goal is like to not care. I think it's almost like the goal is not to like not feel imposter syndrome. Like all of these things to me are a green light that I'm alive and at the edge of my comfort zone. And I continue to grow and to evolve and expand and to integrate. And it's a part of the human experience, right? To be rejected, to be misunderstood. And can I understand that that really, no matter what it looks like on the outside, we want to separate ourselves so much, but to know that all humans at the core desire to be loved, to be seen, to be understood for who they really are, to belong, and that everything we do is either from a desire for that or from a fear of that. So if someone makes you feel like you don't belong, it's because they are afraid of not belonging. So that's Mm -hmm. truly how I see like judgment and, and any kind of projection. I love that. Beautiful. I know I have a lot of clients who are like, I don't want to talk about it online. I would never tell anyone to talk about it online. It gets to be a, a natural truth that just unfolds for them. And many of them do it. I'll wake up Monday. I'm like, my phone will have all these messages being like, Beck, I'm going live on Facebook. I'm like, yeah, you get it, girlfriend. I just love hearing how women navigate, you know, different projections that come into their world and how they would respond to it. I have clients that are like, when they hear a bad joke at a at a social event where they just like stand up and say, hey, that would be really unkind to someone that one of us probably really cares about. And just like starting to give permission to the self to have a little bit of a voice where we get to stand up more and more for ourselves and then recognize the pain in others for them to be so hurtful or to say things that maybe they don't even know are as harmful as they can be. Right. And sometimes it's just ignorance how beautiful like I think it's so powerful when we get to see people in their power as well and know that like being real and true with people is kind mm-hmm. like not being afraid to say hey that was that was hurtful that made me feel like this like you know or hey did you know that actually a lot of people mm-hmm. have HSP or hey yeah I would love to chat with you about that because I used to feel like judgment mm-hmm. around this but have you ever thought that like the reason I do this is not, you know, it's because I, I desire this in my life. And, and that's why, you know, it's not anything else. And I would love to chat with you about that. Like having real conversations with people and not being afraid of that is such a gift to people. Yeah, I think it also can be so educational and call people forward in such beautiful ways. Like I've heard jokes before around like, hey, I t- just so you know, I test positive for the herpes virus don't care like you can make your joke years ago it would have really affected me uh-huh. and then that person being like fuck I'm so sorry like I really and apologize to me and then you get to then have this beautiful opportunity to meet a person at a new place and now that person's probably never going to make a joke like that ever again and realize the significance and the impact their words can have on someone so I think that's a beautiful opportunity for women who are desiring to use their voice more around something that can seem so tender and vulnerable for them and still not want to be like hey I'm the person who has it but desires to be like hey I'm the person that's willing to stand up and speak a little bit more and more until I've built the energetic body that can say the thing that seems really terrifying right now I feel like that's a beautiful opportunity Oh, Beck, thank you for being such a light in the world. And honestly, you make my day. I've told you this. I was like, I just love like every time I see you, you just are for me an example of of a really embodied woman. I think mm-hmm. in your natural essence of just like real and true and expressed and also like joyful and playful. And that's something I admire so much is like being able to be so serious and able to like talk about the real stuff and then let yourself be silly and like playful and let people see that. And so I just want you to know how much you mean to me, how much this conversation means to me. I'm so happy to have you. And I'm going to link all of your stuff, your links, everything like that in the show notes. But is there anything that you'd like to share how to connect with you or any last words for our community? Mm, Connect with me over on IG. Um, That's where I spend most of the time hanging out. And it's just been so beautiful sharing this time with you and having more beautiful women really stand up for others to accept and express themselves fully. I think it's so powerful and can really change so many people's worlds. Thank you, everyone, for hanging out with us today. We'll see you next time.